Hello and welcome to episode 87 of the Perth Paisley podcast, a podcast dedicated to Heart and Midlothian Football Club with myself, Adam Kennedy and Daniel McIver. How are we, McIver? I'm doing good. Um, I've got a new phone, so that's always a new experience. I've become that person, but that's my personality now. I have a new phone, so it's the main thing I talk about. And it's too bright and sunny and it's already getting too warm. <laughs> oh, your beauty! Sorry, I, I know that you just started to record here, but we're recording on the night of Dundee playing Hibs, and Dundee no just way. taking the lead. And it's the case Hibs. Now we're getting sorry. I had to, I had to chuck that in there. This is the best intro we've ever had. I'm now amazing. Was, How are you? I'm great. I'm even better now. I was literally the most cravat so and so heading into this podcast <laughs> recording. I was just have a little nosy there at my phone, and lo and behold, my, my mood is instantly picked up. That's, I can't that's wait fantastic. until the end of the podcast when it's 4 1 Hibs, and it's just. Oh, like, yeah, oh, nothing sure. Okay. Obviously, when, by the time this is out, you'll know how what it was like <laughs> last night. <laughs> but as we're recording, that's that's a great little laugh to, to kick things off. Fantastic. Um. Well, I say this, we don't really got like got anything to stand on, do we, in terms of recent results, because we're going to get to our game at the weekend and another pitiful performance at Parkhead. However, we're going to go around the grounds, um, as we often do before before discussing the Hearts match. Um, the other top six game that was taking place on Saturday afternoon uh, was a clash up in the Highlands and Motherwell managed to claim their second league win uh, of this calendar year. Uh, but it is an impressive one, obviously, to, to keep their European dream alive, uh, beating County 1-0 up in Dingwall, courtesy of a Kevin Van Veen penalty. And then the other clashes on the Saturday uh, were amongst the bottom six. Uh, we've just touched on Hibs because obviously they're there, um, given they're absolutely rubbish. And they and Aberdeen, who are equally as rubbish, uh, drew one apiece at Easter Road. Uh, that was also the scoreline in West Lothian, uh, as St. Johnson actually could have relegated Dundee prior to tonight's match, uh, as we record, but um, a Jack Fitzwater goal uh, cancelled out Glenn Middleton's opener uh, in West Lothian, like I say, with the Lions and Saints going head-to-head, sharing the spoils. Uh, and St Mirren beat a woeful Dundee 2-0, but it's great to see the D uh, have obviously taken the lead so early on um, against Tips And Rangers beat Dundee United at Ibrox on Sunday by the exact same scoreline. So an eventful other five games, <laughs> certainly in comparison to last week where there were literally no goals. Um, but yeah, what did you make of the other, the other quintet of fixtures, McIver? There was something to take from all games, really. Because, well, probably with the exception of the old firm games where it was kind of just business as usual. But the Aberdeen Hips game was really funny because there was that Bobby Madden moment where I don't even know who it is for Hibs. Like, is it Harry Clark? Basically, like. Are you talking about the one on Ferguson? Yeah, like, yeah. high kicks him in the face, and then Bobby Madden goes, actually, it's a Hibs free kick. Then you see him stop and then go, oh, wait, this is probably a foul to Aberdeen so therefore it should be a penalty because it looked like it happened in the box no actually I'm going to give it four yards outside of the box he needs to stop mixing his cereal with his whiskey doesn't he Bobby Madden I mean seriously what does he have before he goes out on the park I I genuinely can't remember his last decent has he ever had a decent refereeing performance I can't think of it whatever it was Um, there was also a pass back in the first two minutes 
which just was, wasn't picked up upon. That was that just was great. no that no it did it got picked up upon oh. and Hibbs did a weird thing where it was literally a yard out. Joe Lewis picks it up a yard out, and you think and uh, I was listening to Tony Anderson from the Terrace speak about it. He assumed, and every Hibs fan in there assumed that they would take it from a yard out because it's like if you just put power on it, it's in. It's good because obviously you can't score directly. Is this on sports scene? I don't. I've not actually seen sports scene. I don't know. I've just oh. seen. I've seen this incident. Right. Um, obviously, you can't score directly, but you can shoot, and if it hits off an opposition player, that counts. So the assumption would be that, but they actually ended up taking it from six yards out. Which allowed there to be a gap for the Aberdeen defence, well, entire team, to rush and it deflected off them and went out for a corner and led to nothing. So, well done, oh, Hibbs, that was amazing. Um, Charlie Adam just trying to relegate his boyhood club is the best thing ever. I, I love this love hate relationship that Charlie Adam and Mark McGee have since adopted. When, Dun- when Mark McGee was first appointed as Dundee manager, he was asking like who the captain is, it's Charlie, isn't it? It's like building up that they're mates. Charlie Adam must hate Mark McGee. That is the only <laughs> that is the only possible you know conclusion that I've reached. What is he doing? A genuinely Alex Grieve don't can't know. believe his luck. He tries his best to miss it as well. Grieve is almost like, oh no, I can't score for this. This is unfair. But yeah, <laughs> like that was amazing. We've seen many a mishap in Scottish football. Like I know that recency bias comes into stuff like this, but for the life of me, like. That's so bad gaff. it could be looked into match fixing levels of bad. I, I'm usually the one to throw out the allegations, but I'm I'm not making those claims. <laughs> That's this week. so bad. Um, but the only other kind of mishap that comes to mind, I don't know if it's just because we're jambos, is Jordan McGee up at Pitodry. Yeah, that's that's one that I often think of when people speak about like that. That, like, what, what is he doing? I have no no idea. But yeah, it's annoying that. They couldn't have got relegated in that game. Yeah. And it looks like they technically won't get relegated. Oh, exactly. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're hang, hanging speaking. by a thread here. Yeah. Um, and then... It would Mark... be... Sorry. It would be the most Hibs thing ever that Mark McGee has not won as Dundee manager yet. <laughs> and then the second last game, they host Hibs, and that would be the match. See, this it. is bad, though, because as you say, everybody knows what the score was as they're listening to this oh, so we could yeah, be no. laughing at this and then yeah, it's like true. Oh, they're yeah. uncomfortable winners um, Dundee coincidentally travelled to, to Livingston so that could be their first win or it yeah. could be you know their second under Mark McGee we don't know let's see and then Motherwell won and it was like did sound. not see that coming at all I'm glad they did because as I say I don't want Ross County getting to Europe why? But because I'm Malcolm Mackay. I don't want him managing in Europe. Fuck that. That's an embarrassment for us as a game. <laughs> if like one, if he gets the accolade of managing Europe. Fuck so that. You, I want the uh, six. So instead, we've got Graham Alexander who rages at his own fans and then delivers results for them. Aye, but that's <laughs> fine. That's not like He's controversial in Alexander. I, He's I, mental. I, I, I like him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was a weird weekend of like unexpected results expected results but mainly weird moments and I was fine with it and then then Dunfermline got relegated as well oh which is God. class here we go yeah why why the Dunfermline hatred I you? hate them man but why I hate them so it's twofold one several years ago I, I can't even remember who it was under we went to play 
in Dunfermline, a pre-season friendly, and we got beat 3-1. And it was one of the worst footballing experiences of my life. Dario Zanata scored a penalty for us, which says everything you need to know about that game. And it has stayed with me forever. It was August, yet it was like minus three in East End Park. It was terrible. It was my one and only visit. But also, Great, someone right tweeted it today. Park, to be fair. I, 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 I really like it. Steve, no, I hate, I hate everyone. <laughs> so, so I, I Dunfermline fan page today, actually, as we're recording, tweeted this, and I mentioned it at the weekend. It was very much a sliding doors moment between our two clubs where they beat us 2-1 in the championship season. You go four points clear, four games into the oh, season. good God. And I vividly remember a bunch of Dunfermline fans properly going, this is it, Nielsen's shit. Hearts are going to ball this. They're coming down here thinking that they're going to win every single game. We've beaten them. And then, since then, they've played 58 league games and won 13 of them. And in that time, we've went from getting beat to one of them, but then comfortably winning the championship, comfortably finishing third. 13 from 58? Yeah. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's simultaneously unbelievable, but also believable when you see the fact that they've just been relegated. Then <laughs> like, I, I, I suppose, I, I think they've won the very least amount of games in the Championship, which sounds bizarre, obviously, given they're relegated, but Queen of the South got automatically relegated. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just fine. And, like, and I don't like this thing where they think that they should be competing for the title. Like, We've seen it in our lifetime. Just because you're a bigger club doesn't mean you have any right to compete at the top end of a table. You need to actually do it. And now... Don't we know it? Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. And now they'll be competing for the League One title. But what's really funny is that out of the there's four clubs in that league that will be looking to win the league. And oh, we I'd know say that, more than that. But my point is we know that only a maximum of two can go up. Can make it up, yeah. I mean, you'd be looking at it, probably the loser of Airdrie Queen's Park in that playoff final, mm-hmm. Dunfermline, the Scottish Sunderland Falkirk, who are remarkably yep. still there. Kelty. Kelty. Alloa, potentially, given yeah. it was a disappointing season for them. Montrose have been kicking about for a couple of years now. That's virtually six teams. League One's going to be class next season. Honestly, I, I was begging that Air were going to get relegated in the hope that I could nip along to some games and maybe do some work <laughs> for them on the side. But I'm raging that they stayed up. Well, um, I'm not. I'm buzzing. And I've got a soft spot for Dunfermline. I don't know why. I quite yeah. like the Fife Clubs, but you're yeah. you're not having that loving. I don't like any of the Fife Clubs. Like, I don't no. like any of them. Not. I suppose no. my, my Wraith Rovers soft spot is somewhat diminished given yeah. obviously recent events but hey John McClin's now left as well so come on the Bairns for, for the League 1 title that's who we want come if on, they folks. don't win the league now with John McGlynn and they're still a full time team they're never getting into that league for another decade Queen of the South are another I've oh yeah of course Queen of the yeah, South that's who thinking. another yeah. full time team that's saving let's literally let's <laughs> that's three and a four of the fifths of the league <laughs> Honestly, Scottish football man, you can't whack it. And um, Town Beef's away. Get it up, you don't. No, we don't want Bonnie Rigrose promote. I know that there's going to be a load of folk that. Well, I say a load of folk. There might be the odd few folk here that listen and are Midlothian Jambos. I'm from Pennycook. I do not want Bonnie Rigrose promoted. But I let's do. Face I have it, no. I have no horse in that race in terms of Bonnie Rig. Oh, I don't give a shit. No. I just want Town Beef relegated. But it's quite it's quite nice when you see them sort of in the leagues and think that we won stuffed them ten nil. 
No, it's not. It's even funnier that they'll be in Gala's league. So I could be like, Gala, you beat them, then both my teams have beaten them, and it'll be class. Oh, man. But no matter. Look, it... I really, I, I we've do tried we, to avoid it. Do we we've have, have, tried do to, we have to talk about the weekend? Well. I don't want to talk about the weekend. Nobody wants to listen to it. Yeah, but we have to. It's a public service. Yeah, great. Um, <laughs> you all know what happened last Saturday. <laughs> I hate this fixture more than any other. I was trying to just forget everything, just be blissfully unaware that it was even on. Thought I'd try and distract myself for the the championship final day down south just was to no avail I ended up tuning in for the second half I wish I hadn't bothered um, because I am of course talking about Hearts travelling to Celtic Park to be humped by the soon to be champions uh, by a 4-1 scoreline it's just getting up there I realised when doing my prep um, I didn't bother to let anybody know about the changes that we made to the team because why why, why would you Um Obviously, that's what I do every other week, so I just had a mind blank and thought not to do it this week. So I managed to search up on here, um, and it was the Scottish Cup semi final heroes that came back in uh, to, to the fold uh, mm-hmm. with Stephen Kingsley and Ellis Sims replacing Gary Mackay Stephen and Ben Woodburn, both of whom dropped onto the bench, meaning that hearts lined up as follows uh, it was Craig Gordon and goal. A back four, oh god, it's written out horribly, uh, of Cochran, Kingsley, Moore and Moore. Atkinson. Yep. <laughs> it was Civic and Hanning sitting with uh, Mackay and Janelli on the flanks and Boy Support and Sims uh, in attack. Also, John Souter and Michael Smith back on the bench for the famous. What did you make of the 11? I didn't see it. I literally just saw Hearts tweet it, retweeted it off the account and just went off Twitter what, what were your thoughts and Cammy Devlin back on the bench as well and Devlin back on the bench but was he not back on the bench for the county game nope he was taken off it oh yeah okay. and Dundee United I think or was he on no he was on the bench at Dundee United and then he was taken off at our county and then played that smash it. I pay attention to Devlin news that's my, my shock era. horror yeah <laughs> I realise this is, this is a, a battle that I want to pursue um, that was my main takeaway though the bench I was like, I don't really care who plays because I don't care about this result. Just they get hurt. Um, but the positive was that Suter, Smith, Devlin all came back at the bench and we're just kind of getting people closer to fitness now. Uh, literally today, uh, Robbie Nielsen had a press conference ahead of the Motherwell game that will be played the night that this is getting recorded and Halkett is back doing conditioning training. Thanks um, for stealing my thunder for later on. Really appreciate it. It's that. all right. Doing it now, just taking it off you. Yeah, great. Thank you. That's a good yeah, minute, minute or two shaved off no, of what I had. That's fine. Yep, doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, just we're actually getting people back and we're not having to rely on like uncapped academy graduates. Wayne's, essentially. Yeah, basically. Um, so yeah, I was like, cool. As long as anybody, as long as, sorry, as everybody doesn't get hurt. We can get beat 10-0 for all I care. Um, but then, the the start didn't go the way I don't think anybody <laughs> predicted. Certainly didn't when I was getting the uh, the updates on live score. Um, as we actually took the lead at Parkhead after just four minutes, or three minutes, whatever the heck it was. Um, Barry Mackay and Alex Cochran are linking up. Uh, the left-back throws it out to our midfield magician. He centres for Liam Boyce. Cochran, I mean, after receiving back from Barry yeah. Mackay, but we all knew that um, he centres for Liam Boyce who flicks it on 
Ellis Sims, Thunder's Home, I wasn't watching, hold my hands up, um, but once I see it back, um, yeah, that's that's nice. Hint of, uh, hint of offside for you, MacGyver? I don't think so. I can understand in the moment when Laurie and Rob are watching it and they go, oh, he looks a bit off, but I think as soon as you see the replay, Starr, if for example, if this was VR, that would be given as a goal because Starfelt's foot is in line with Sims, his physical, like the rest of his body. I was going to say, it's sort of like his chest and whatever, that there's that little bit of doubt in there. Yeah, he's physically ahead of Sims, so it makes Sims look more offside. However, you can see his foot is, like, Sims is onside because of that, and I saw some people be like, oh, listen, that's fine margins. We're going to have to get used to that moving forward because that's how it will be. It will no longer be just looking at it, it will be, are they actually offside or not? Which it should have been for a very long time. We're going um, from strength to strength. I'm in favour of it, once again. I'm buzzing. Can't, um, can't wait for it to be, you know, introduced just after the World Cup. Great. It's going to be somewhere. What nonsense timing, honestly. Can't um, it's a great hit. Sims is just too good and it's annoying me now. Please don't. Because it's like, ah, oh, fuck's sake. Could you know I just went like, for, since the semi-final could you know have just been rubbish until the final so Everton don't pay attention but Everton are now really good well that's, so, that, that's what I was going to say, gonna say. I, I have no affiliation to any real English team if I'm honest but I've never found myself being so ardent to check a team's results week by week in the hope that Everton can preserve their Premier League status uh, and Ellis Sims returns down Gorgie Way because he's just he's I really don't want this to be a Jimmy Dunn situation it is. Oh, it's worse than the Jimmy Dunn situation. He's getting to Z-Fuke level where it's like, oh, imagine if we kept him for another season, but we can't because of... That was a similar thing with Z-Fuke as well, where it was like, we just couldn't match financial clout with his parent club at the time. Like, it was just completely off the table. And I worry Sims is going to be like that as well. Screw you, Groningen. Everton, don't be a Groningen. That's what we want. <laughs> Shambles. We need Big Simsy for the Well, that's tour. the title. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be a Groningen. Don't be a Groningen. Um, I'd listen that the Lodi could have grabbed his second just shortly after. Josh Ginelli races down the right. A decent delivery from Gino. I, I was amazed once I saw the highlights back. Um, uh, but Ella Sims can't quite connect and, and Joe Hart's out together. Um, it seems as though we'd actually made a pretty solid start and that's we, um, that's a rarity the rare yeah <laughs> um, it was weird so I was watching it I, I said in the podcast last week I wasn't gonna because I thought I was gonna be having plans on the Saturday but all of those plans got moved to the Sunday so I was like oh I'm actually now free should I watch it should I not and I was like right I'll stick it on and then we started winning and I was like oh this is a great decision well done Daniel you've smashed it here um, and yeah the first Genuinely, this might be too generous. People might say it's too generous, but I would say up until we conceded, we were totally fine. We were again. It's the only way you're ever going to get a result against the old firm. I don't think all of it was because of how good we were. Celtic were clearly off the pace. I don't know why, but they looked rattled by something, and we took advantage of that in terms of we were pressing high. We were actually keeping a foot on the ball for those for that period of time, sorry, which is, again, a rarity 
in, through in Glasgow, often it's kind of just frantic, which is what it then became. But for that opening period of time, I was actually thinking, it's going to take a lot to maintain this. But I think it was Rob who, Gordon collects the ball in the 10th minute mark, and Rob goes, right, that's 10 minutes done. Only eight more of them to go, and we can do this. And I think that was how every Hearts fan was viewing it. It was like, right, just keep getting through 10 minutes of being fun. That's what everybody does when they're in like the last hour of work, isn't it? You, yeah, you, exactly. You just yeah. be like, that's 10 minutes done, another five of these to go, and, and I'm there. Um, yeah, exactly. No it didn't happen, right? But... No, no, it didn't. And, and, and in response, I, th- I think what we've really done there is just poke the bear. Um, That's what I said on Twitter. I was like, I cannot wait until Celtic actually turn up and we get battered. Yeah, like if we're gonna if we're gonna score at Parkhead whilst at nil nil, the fourth minute's not the ideal minute. If no. you if you'd stuck maybe an eight in front of that and sort of held on for a good six plus, I don't know, they'd probably give another four. So a good ten minutes at the end, yeah. then we're maybe able to shout. But it it was a big ask. Um, and certainly when I when I'd seen the highlights back. You know, there's a couple where David Turnbull, I think he was making his first start for Celtic since the League Cup final. Um, In ages, at least. I, we didn't make him look out of place because uh, no. he, he seemed to be at the heart of everything in kind of response. He shot straight at Craig Gordon. There's one where he centres for Kyogo, but he nods it wide. Um, but uh, it's only a matter of time, really, isn't it? Um, Callum McGregor pulls it back for, for Furuhashi. Um Gordon Pam's one away before Cochrane clears, but half an hour. The host draw level. Toby Civic's fouled. Uh, Greg Taylor and David Turnbull link up. Gives it on to Jota, who just knocks past Stephen Kingsley, runs past him with ease. Nobody's tracking Dyson Maida uh, at the back stick. Jota centres for Maida, and he just coolly converts past Gordon. One each, um, and they're back on level terms before we know it. The word you used is very important. Toby Civic is fouled. <laughs> and yeah. nothing's given. So I wasn't watching the Sky coverage. I was watching the Hearts TV coverage. However, oh, nice. Um, yep, my dad has given me a, on quite good authority that... I th- who was the commentator for... Like, the Celtic guy in commentary for Sky? I can't remember who it was. But was whoever Andy it Walker? Was, yes, Andy Walker, thank Andy you. Andy the shit talker Walker. Andy Walker apparently goes... Yes, it's a foul, but Celtic still have a lot to do. As if that is remotely relevant because of the first bit of his fucking sentence where it's like, well, yeah, Andy, it's a foul, so therefore it doesn't matter. Celtic could have another four football pitches to run down. It's irrelevant. It's a clear just speaks foul. speaks doesn't it? Yeah, and it's like, listen, what actually, I can't, you might have this in your notes, so correct me if this happens before or after this moment. But I feel it happened when it was 0-0. Sorry, when it was 1-0 to us. Kyogo fouls Atkinson and he goes completely down the back of his Achilles, studs up. And was it Don Robertson, the ref? Your guess is as good as mine. I think it's Don Robertson because he goes like this. You see it on the TV and I've, I've watched this back on the sky. He goes like this and he's pointing for people who aren't... Uh, watching us on YouTube, he's pointing to different areas of the pitch and goes one, two, three, four to Kyogo, implying there's been three, four fouls, and then goes one more and you're booked. Like how? 
What if, is if, that? If, they, if they're not wearing a green and white hoop top, there's no danger they get to four. Listen, I have no desire or want to speak about conspiracies. I think it's ridiculous. It's just not a thing. The rest are just shit. That's the thing. But what the ref, the refs are even worse when they allow the crowd to, get to the influence them. them. Yeah. The civic foul and that one on Atkinson, they don't go the way it goes for Celtic if it's us. If a Celtic player is fouled in the way Civic is, they get the free kick. If Atkinson is fouled by Kyogo, eh, sorry, if Kyogo is fouled by Atkinson in the way he's fouled, it's at least a booking, if not a red. But we're never going to get that. And I didn't. I disagreed with the people who were blaming Civic for being that advanced. Because people were going. What's he meant to do? Exactly, but people were also going. Can people tell? Can somebody tell Toby Sibbick he's a centre half? What is he doing up there? It's like, well, he wasn't playing centre half. He was playing. Gaffers chucked him in there for a reason. Yeah, he's playing centre mid, and he was like the box to box. Some folk just moan for the sake of moaning. Like, yeah, I felt it was harsh on Sibbick. In obviously, yes. As a result of him being that advanced, were then out of position as a team, but. Had he drawn the foul and won a free kick, nobody would be moaning then. Especially in K- Stephen Kingsley range as well, exactly. as right in the edge of the box. Exactly, it's it's un it's unbelievable. Talking about Furuhashi, there's no doubt the talent, but my yeah. God, is he a wee arsehole. He really yeah. is. Like he, the persistent fouling, just the diving, the play acting. Oh, we can see you've got a bit, but. God almighty, man, you just rein it in. It's actually embarrassing. Yeah. We we need to start being bigger arseholes. Well, we've got Devlin, who is like... But that's he one. does that alone. I, yeah, I want a player. band. I want a full-blown collective. I want a gang. A gang of scumbags representing my football club to try and get points against this mob. Because that, like, he just, he winds me up. It's remarkable how much you forget that you hate coming up against particular opponents till you then play them again. Like, we're not going to come up against Hibs again. Great. Celtic, done. Just got Rangers to go. Yeah. Oh, Thankfully, I God. didn't care. I know we, we were saying this before we started recording. I, I'm i glad I didn't care about this game because I don't care about games where we go to Glasgow because I, I, I just don't expect it. I'm, I'm delighted I only tuned in for 45 minutes. My ticker was on edge then, just screaming at Kyogo most of the time. <laughs> delighted to see him taken off. Honest to God. How did he get subbed off? Pretty sure he did. <laughs> Again, loose memory. I, I, I turned it off after I, the third. I'm just going to be really open with everybody. I, I, I have better things to a do. Rage, a rage came over me. Um, <laughs> that, you know, everybody becomes accustomed to it by, by now. And my rage was obviously, well, it wasn't yet out because I only watched the second half. But once I'd seen that we were 2 1 down at ahead at half time, I thought, yeah, okay, we're, we're still in the game. Listen, mm-hmm. all it takes is that one chance. Um, but obviously they go ahead through the man that I just mentioned, Kyogo Furuhashi. Um, Matt O'Reilly crosses for Jota at the back stick. Heads across for Kyogo to stab over the line. I don't know who gets the touch because it appears as though <laughs> Stephen Kingsley heads on to Kyogo Furuhashi, who knows nothing about it. He's just charging Mm-hmm. Or or, fall, or stumbles into Craig Gordon or whatever, but his momentum carries him. I'm, I'm aware of that. 
don't think there's any intention to play the ball because, like I say, he's a little rat. Um, and yeah, before you know it, you see it over the line. It is a goal. There's there's no dispute in that. I saw a band of Hearts fans say that it's a foul on Gordon. No Look, chance. No, no chance. I'm not having that because again, it's it's Furuhashi's momentum. I'd love to come on here and slew him. I've done my very best to do so, but that's that's not a foul. Um, and that's us clutching his I, I also I also disagree that he. I disagree that he isn't trying to play the ball. I think he is. I think he's just doing that striker thing where it's like, I just need to rush this and get any form of touch on it. So <laughs> just hit me as um yeah, as, basically as you're like pouring it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's his mindset. His mindset is if I get in front of this and it makes any form of contact with me, it's going go words. And yeah, I d- listen, I get it. <laughs> it's like we're at Parkhead. We took the lead. And now we're suddenly two one down. I totally understand that Hearts fans will look to ways to explain away. I just think it's a completely legitimate goal. There's not really much we can do. We could probably stop the cross, which seems to be a common complaint. They love a cross, can I just say? See when you it watch very well. back. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And it's annoying that we couldn't address that and kind of get out no. quicker to them. Cochrane should probably do better up against Jota in terms of winning the header coming against it, but he is he's running backwards whereas Jota's running onto it so he has all the momentum again and yeah listen still images that were there was that still image of Kyogo going into Gordon as he's swiping it it, it, that of course makes it look in my opinion worse than it actually was when you see the actual video the ball has already crossed the line before Kyogo makes contact with Gordon so as I say I understand why people will be quick to kind of be like oh no there's this as well but I, I had no problem with that in as much as I didn't want it to happen, but it was at least a legitimate goal. Yeah. Yeah. And it went from bad to worse. I'd, I'm, I'm just going to talk about the goals. Like, Oh, yeah. yeah discuss, discuss the chances till the cows come home, but who cares, really? Who cares? Because we didn't create anything. Like, It's the same as always. It's backs against the wall. I was just amazed that we took the lead. And this yeah. is where I should probably explain my bet. Because I thought... Yes. I oh, you... Hibs have just scored. James Scott's oh, just fucking scored for Hibs. Great. It's all going wrong at this point. Oh, just as I say this, this is why you don't gamble. <laughs> um, I thought, do you know what, I'm not going to watch the game, but I'll try and be clever. I thought, I, I predicted 4-0 on the podcast last week. I thought, 4-0 on my who scored. I'm, I'm going to go for it. It's been in, in my head all day, all week. Um, and I thought, I'm not going to go for an exact score because that's always dodgy in terms of a bet. So I thought rather than back the 4-0, I would go Celtic minus 3, 4-1. I thought slap a wee 10 on that. Easy money. Easy 50 quid. Um, And of course, toward the end, as I see Celtic grab their fourth, I'm like, had they not scored just once more? Or we hadn't scored. <laughs> I'd be in the money, but that's life. Um, So yeah, there's a lesson, team obviously you're told don't touch your your own team don't bet against them either but if you are be absolutely adamant that that it's coming in um and yeah let's just talk about the other goals now greg taylor crosses to the back stick matt o'reilly takes one touch slams past gordon from a tight angle great goal yeah Um, into the far corner gordon gets a touch but at that stage it was it was game over um and then Kingsley went close with a free kick in fairness we had boys yeah, shooting, shooting mm-hmm. straight at Joe Hart but nothing 
nothing to really uh, shout about. Um, and Georges Giacomakis off the bench, I think, makes it four. Taylor, Forrest, the big Greek, uh, and Hatate all involved. Gordon saves it, uh, but they recover. And, yeah, the big man slams home from, from close range. So, 4-1. Great. Delighted am... to see my bet not come in. Thanks, Hearts. I, I'm not arsed in the slightest. Nobody got hurt. That is, as I've made it very clear on these podcasts in recent weeks, that is the only thing I care about. We can get beat. Whatever scoreline we want, it does not matter to me as long as everybody stays fit. And everybody stayed fit. We're now getting closer with conditioning. I'm a happy man. Yeah, I wish I could say the same. Um, you were on about kind of a plethora of players there. You were wanting to talk talk about Taylor Moore specifically, I thought that we could touch on the low knees because obviously as we end the season, I think it's abundantly clear that it's probably a case of keep to and lose to. I agree. Out of the four. Yep, I would definitely So you're going to keep Taylor Moore and Ben Woodburn, yeah? Yep, definitely make them <laughs> captain and vice-captain next season. Cannot wait. You're whoa, being pushed. Whoa, whoa, what about Lloyd Demure? He's above that. He's he's taking Nielsen's job. He's going into the dugout. Do you remember we've still got him to come back? What a, what I cannot a, wait! Honestly. This is going to be fun. But yes, Taylor Moore, carry on. Yes. Four's yours. Um, I have felt he's been good in recent weeks. I know it's weird to say after he's just conceded four at Parkhead, but I actually felt like he's been solid since coming in for Halke at half, basically at half time at the semi-final because it was a minute into the second half. We were all worried. It was like, oh God, Halkett's going off and Taylor Moore's coming on. Great, we're going to get beat here. But since then, I've been, I think this has been his best run, personally, just in terms of his, his, his own individual performance. Yeah, he's been part of a team who just conceded four, but that came after nine games unbeaten. And he featured in the last few of them. And I don't think we looked any worse which is a really big compliment to him. But I, I said today on Twitter, because he gave an interview at the Evening News where he basically said, I'm not coming back next season, but I really appreciate this season. It's been my best season as a player. It was very complimentary to Robbie as well, wasn't he? Oh, he loves Robbie Nielsen. <laughs> He's a huge Robbie Nielsen fan. Who Who isn't? Because even you are now. So Huge. Huge is a big word. Right. I'm a fan. Well. I'm a fan. <laughs> Um, Welcome yeah, Gaffer, he, hi, I know yeah, you're watching yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> He was very complimentary of both Nielsen as a person but also Nielsen as a tactician which was really interesting here actually and yeah he just seemed to have loved his time but I said on Twitter sorry, that he was the archetypal lone player, he had some good spells he had some bad spells um, I think it probably is best for him not to come back next season I think if it was, I think if he was available on a three that would be a bit different because when we're going into a European campaign where we're going to need a bigger squad... What you for think... like a year or two? Yeah, yeah, like, I don't think he would have been that bad as a rotation option, but I don't know if he would have wanted to accept that position, but he's still got an extra year on his contract at Bristol. We should not be buying him or anything like that, in my opinion at least. But I was quite... I think we all were as well as a fan base. Kind of in the winter months, we were all quite turned off Taylor Moore because he kind of had that game against Motherwell where he got sent off. I was going to say exactly that. You've literally taken the words out of my mouth. I thought we're going to touch on 
you know, the game at Fur Park to kind of close off along with Rangers at Tiny. And yet Fur Park was where arguably it changed for him. He was mm-hmm. sent off, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, uh, double yellow. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, um, he was actually looking all right up to Up then. until that point, yeah, he yeah. was actually pretty solid. I remember, like, because that's when Suter was missing for a period of time as well. And it was like, oh, we weren't missing him that badly. And then Halkett got hurt. Yeah, and, and then that took a wee bit of a wobble, and then yeah, but fair play to him for coming back in and being at what well, I, I don't think he's at Kingsley Halkett suitor level or anything like that, oh, but no. I think he's been solid the last few weeks. Um, and I definitely do agree. I know some people will disagree with having Cochrane back, but I've made it pretty clear that I think he would be a great addition. I think I'm Probably right in saying board. he's out of contract with Brighton at the end of the season but they See, might I have an optional that, year I thought it was you that told me that he's got a year left I think and they I think have an optional year to extend and because he's under 23 I think we need to pay a development fee is that right there, As I can't remember the rules between I can't remember the rules between England and Scotland in terms of development oh, fee cause right. okay. I can't remember if we paid a development fee for Benny even, I, even I, though we got him on a I thought that, yeah I thought that was an undisclosed fee no, see, I thought we got him with a free. So, I don't know. I'm not totally sure, but regardless, I think we should it's get good, Cochrane. Good thing we're not in charge of the transfers. Yeah, exactly. However his contract situation is, I think we should try and get Cochrane back. I know he's not for everybody, it seems, but and I'm not going to sit here and be like, he's been amazing in every game he's played, but I think he's been very consistent over the season. And again, the, the European squad thing is kind of my biggest not issue, it's a great thing to have, but it's making me think more about, like... I was going to say, it sounds really ungrateful. Yeah, it's just, it's such a novelty to be actually worried about a squad instead of... We're so used to having, like, a first 11. Two fixtures and, a week, man. Holy... <laughs> that's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be mental. But yeah, I would definitely, in my opinion, if it was up to me, Robbie and Joe, if you're listening, <laughs> um, I would be breaking the bank on sims but i don't see us getting sims at all no chance no and but come on everton stay up exactly but even if everton stay up i still don't see us getting them at all no i don't i think that's it i I don't know man everton just chuck money like it's a strip club i can see them wasting Mm. dough on on a striker or two i don't know I feel as though this season, like with Calvert-Lewin being out, they've not really had anybody that's been able True. to, to step into Rondon's leaving at the end of the season as well, so they're probably I, going to bring in somebody. And it's funny, you've just triggered something there with, with, with Rondon, but it shows you that Ron the Con has no idea what he's doing at Hibs because Hibs have got that link with Brighton. Cochrane's come to us and been fantastic yeah. all along from the Seagulls, so yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of Brighton, um, but I like Alex Cochrane. Same. Nice. So, well, obviously that's us touched about three. The other being my doppelganger, and you're not yeah. having him, no. No, no, no thank you. Yeah, I think his wages would be too high. He's, listen, the last two games he's had, he's actually been all right. But for me, it's too little too late. I, I, I can understand the logic where people are saying, again, it's a free and it's somebody who might improve, but I'd... See, as soon if, as I see Hearts fans talking about resale value, like we've I think about that. Yeah. We've lost Callum Patterson, Jamie Walker, Sam Nicholson for buttons previously. Aaron Hickey when, for less. When we had a golden generation, Aaron Hickey. Nah. No yeah, points. I don't. 
again though, I do get the argument where people are like, it's a European season, we need a bigger squad, but I would only be happy with it if he was taking a considerable like, pay cut. A squad player wage. Yeah. Then I'd and, be happy. And ultimately with it. we'd we'd find with European football now as well. Connect. You'd like to think we can get Yeah, we'd a, like to think that we'd have player. a couple of players that you know that think, do you know what? Hearts didn't really appeal to me, but now they've got a wee yeah. Europa League Europa League or a Europa Conference League group stage, you know, the games 100%. are gonna be televised, whatever. I can really chuck myself in the short window here, even if I'm using Hearts as a stepping stone, so have no problem with using us as a stepping stone. I don't get people who have an issue with that. No. If they perform not. no worries with me at all. Exactly, they'll they'll ultimately give us great times and then look to seek even greater times. So it's yeah. it's a selfish business. Um, and one player that did give us some great times, particularly in Robbie Nielsen's first spell in charge, it uh, was Jamie Walker, who I'd sort oh, of briefly of alluded to there. Um, and the news broke that Jamie will leave Hearts upon the expiration of his contract in the summer and will join Bradford City. Uh, Hearts' statement says that the 28-year-old moved on loan to the Bantams in January and after scoring four goals in 19 appearances for the League Two side, has penned a permanent deal at Valley Parade. I still find it mental that Mark Hughes is now his manager, <laughs> can I just say, if, for anybody that didn't know that. Um, a Hearts Academy graduate, Jamie made 240 appearances in a maroon shirt over two spells, notching 54 goals. He leaves Tynecastle, having helped the club through two of its most challenging spells, firing the Jam Tarts to the Championship title on two occasions. Speaking to the official Hearts website, Robbie Nielsen said, I've worked with Jamie over a number of years and he's always been a great professional during his time at Hearts. He's made a big contribution to the club over two spells and we were all delighted for him when he broke the 50 mark for goals in Maroon. Everyone at the club thanks Jamie for his efforts and wishes him and his family all the best at Bradford. Echo those thoughts, mate? Yeah, Dan. Absolutely. Um, I'm surprised to hear he's only got four goals for Bradford, just in the way they talk about him. They love him down there. Yeah. I think it might be a Barry Mackay situation, where there was that period of time where Barry Mackay wasn't actually getting loads of assists, but you could tell he was getting, he was really heavily involved. At the heart of everything in an offensive sense, wasn't he? So opposition fans were like, why do you like him so much? Look at his stats. But it was like, no, if you watch him... He's so crucial. I, I'd like. It's to almost think as though stats don't define, you know, watching football. I think they define ninety percent of it. But I'm very much a stats guy. I love stats. Um, but I'm delighted for Jamie. It's he's found a level that he can clearly perform consistently at, and that was always his problem. It was just in terms of he could show it in flashes, but at the level we need him for, he isn't able to do that consistently. Um, I hope he goes and absolutely smashes it. He's still what is he now? Twenty eight. Twenty eight is said. Yeah, on there. Yeah. So listen, prime time. Com- isn't it? Prime time. Hopefully they. I mean, I have no affiliation to Bradford at all. So I have. So I hope they get promoted with him. I hope they do. Like that'd be great if he could do that. Fully deserved. Uh, and, can I just yeah. say you're, you're talking about promotion there from League Two? Please tell me that you saw the chaos on Saturday afternoon with Bristol Rovers and our former player Sam Nicholson well not only our former player Sam Nicholson someone who I would like to join the club next season oh this is Elliot Anderson it's Elliot Anderson I wonder why that is he's Scottish he's in Newcastle yeah brilliant he got the seventh goal, so he's like written into Bristol Rovers history forever now. That was remarkable because I tuned in and, and I was looking at Jeff and he was reading the fact that they had to better Northampton's result by five yeah. goals. Yeah. And I saw uh, Northampton race into like a 2-3-0 lead and I was like, 
there's absolutely no danger. And then you, I think they were about two 0 up at half time, and then you just see yeah. another one, another one, another one, another one. Ridiculous. I'll, I'll need to get Sam on the podcast, and he can he can talk us through that and playing under a former Newcastle favourite, Joey Barton. There you, there you go, mate. Well, Favourites a word for well, it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe. Hey, he was in that four-all draw with Arsenal, so I'll always have a soft spot for him. And he gave us all a laugh with his his French accent once he'd moved to Marseille as well. True, and he was rubbish up here for Rangers, which is even funnier. He's a legend, mate. He's a hero. (laughs) True, true. Um, Take back what you said. It was just insane. But I hope Walker does very well at Bradford. I hope hope that his relationship with the fans stays as strong as we said. The reaction on Twitter was... As if they'd signed Messi. Loads of Bradford fans really complimentary about Hearts. I like that. That's nice. Yeah, Luton fans take note. Whoever else we've got people oh, with down yeah. there. Burton, whoever else. Yeah, Burton. I'm raging. just thinking, like in recent seasons, it's probably Luton Town, Burton Albion. There must be like other English clubs. Morecambe, Morecambe got into an argument with the whole of Scottish football. Yeah, because when Robinson, Robinson. Yeah. left them. Yeah, man. This is great. We're just coming from Nottingham these. Forest have been pissed off with the whole wait, is it Nottingham Forest? Who was it? who was Barry Mackay at? Uh, yeah, he was at Forest. Yeah, there sure. was a Forest fan. And Swansea. Who was like Swansea, raging. The, Swansea yeah. are raging. Yeah, they don't Yeah. He's he's not well loved by by the Jack army. Um Yeah. Well, get up here. We're in Europe. So what are yeah. you doing? Suck on that, Swansea. Enjoy exactly. another season in the championship. Bloody Welsh hey. club playing in an English league. Not for me. Well, I don't um, have a problem with that. That's weird. that's not the issue. Not for me. Weird club. Um, but no matter. Uh, and another player that's moved on, uh, Jamie Brandon will leave Hearts in the summer to join Livingston. Uh, the defender will move on from Tynecastle Park following the expiration of his contract and has agreed a permanent deal at the Tony Macaroni. Twenty-four-year-old uh, Jamie joined the Jambos back in May 2016 as a youth player before making his top team debut a year later. Uh, 35 appearances in a maroon shirt, spent part of the season on loan at Greenock Morton under Doogie Imre. Um I thought he was going to head back to Capolo, if I'm honest, rather than another Premiership club. Uh, but the club thanks Jamie for his time in Gorgie and wishes him the best of luck at Livy. Have you heard about how this deal came about? Please don't tell me. It's like... It, it's got to be something dodgy with like Davy Martindale and Doogie Emery and like because Emery obviously worked under Martindale as, as a coach at Livy, right? Doogie Emery got it sorted. <laughs> Why? It's this is just according to Twitter. Uh, Evan McFarlane is the only Martin fan I know of, and he was speaking about it on Twitter earlier today. It was like the reports are suggesting that Doogie Emery got the. It's like Doogie. Sign him for your club, mate, where he's clearly done quite well. Is this David Martindale, like, planting agents at other clubs? <laughs> Marvin Bartley's going to get a gig, isn't he? He's going to get the Wraith Rovers job, and that'll be him. Just chuck him know. in there. But yeah, um, I'm, I'm buzzing for him that he's got a three-year deal at a premiership side. Fair That's play to the boy. class. Like, I, I was the same as you. I thought he'd go to Morton. Because the way Morton fans are speaking about him is that he's actually so done he's quite Cafu well for them. Yeah, exactly. Um, listen, the biggest stumbling block for him was always his fitness, and it's the bad luck he had is like John Suter levels of bad luck injuries. It seemed to be every time he was starting to get into the team, his leg would just fall off. Like I couldn't believe it. Also, 
two of my notable memories of him is that he, he received two red cards in his Hearts career. The one against uh, Celtic for the elbow. Oh, man. The one against Celtic for the elbow is bad. But I remember the other one. I can't remember who it was against, but I remember it. Because it was a double yellow, but both the yellows could have been straight reds on the road. And it was like, Jamie, mate, what are they doing? You've got this chance. But, listen, we had different reactions to it on Twitter, let's be not, honest. Not, not for me. Not for me. See you later, I Jamie. wish him... Thanks. I wish, no, I, I, wish, I wish him all the best. I hope he but, smashes it. But it was, it's not of an adequate standard. I, I was talking about um, the Wraith Rovers job just there. Can't believe that we've not mentioned the fact that Scott Brown has also thrown his hat into the ring, given that he's now retired and his last professional match was a 2 0 loss at Tynecastle. So that is fantastic. <sighs> it makes Massive. me so happy that's Screw a start. Screw you, Scott. Get oh, it up, you. It's amazing that that is a statistic that will live on in Scottish football. That's class. Just like ended their unbeaten run and now he's retired as an Aberdeen player having lost 2 0 away to Hearts. I know it pales in comparison to what he did in his career. Oh, but no, listen, we need that. all the wee victories yeah, that we can get, all don't right? Care. Don't care. Um, and look, we'll be hoping for a wee victory or two in the upcoming matches that we play. Two league games left. Let's be honest. Like, on cards on the table here. I am gagging on that Scottish Cup final. <laughs> I need that shit because these league games, I'm sorry, but it just... Because you know, like, nothing's really going to change. I've just felt an emptiness since that derby win. I'm being totally honest. It's just the cup finals at the forefront of my mind. And I could not care less about the five fixtures between beating Hibs ultimately and that. I agree with you, but you've missed out a very important topic. Oh, the players and... Sexy Peter Haring. No, I think you're a fuck about the player of the year and all that. Go Peter on. Haring somehow got even more attractive by oh adding glasses. Oh my god, here we go. And there was a lot of debate online about the fashion wear of what our lot were wearing. GMS I, turned up in trainers. I was going to say, rightly so, with Gary McKay Stevens and Andy <laughs> Halliday. That jumper, come on. Halkett was wearing a jumper as well, in fairness. Oh, I did see that. Well, Halks, you're also on the list. <laughs> no, but it was smart. The they had, no, man. They had ties and shirts on underneath it. Take this seriously. When you see the, the dapper see, nature Benny of some of the other... If you're just listening, Adam's having a very physical oh. breakdown because I'm assuming it's because he, for the first time he saw Benny on crutches. That was and heartbreaking. It, bro- it broke him. I, I, actually, I, I actually feel like greeting. I've needed something to like kick me into gear to have a wee cry. I've got to be honest, that could be it. I'm and missing. he had a class suit as well. Was he, like a he, was, he was looking banging. Oh, what a guy. My Congolese king. But Haring you, looked man. like... I, so... Haring looked unbelievable. I know that apparently Andy Halliday was saying he looked like Ruth Davidson on the night, which I think <laughs> is very harsh. Incredibly <laughs> harsh to the big man. That is, but, that is up there as a worst doppelganger shout with me and Ben Rupert. But a lot of people on Twitter were like, he looks like Clark Kent. He specifically looks like Brandon Routh era Clark Kent, and now I can't get it out of my head. And it's almost freaking me out how similar he looks to Blan- to Brandon Routh. And I don't know what to do with this information. Because he's going to leave. And yeah. now he's got even more... Att- he's getting more attractive the closer he is to leaving. 
and see now that they've announced the new Doctor Who as well, you'd have thought that we'd have had some like justification from leaving Hearts if he was to become. You know, well, this is he doctor. looked like he looked like Matt yeah. Smith's era, which is my favorite doctor as well. It's like he knows he know, he's like I'm just gonna make Daniel just be shutting like, doors everywhere. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> please stay, Pete. For the love of God, please stay. Even just because you look good in a suit and glasses, I'll take it. Even if that's it, even if it's not a playing contract, it's a modeling contract. As long as you're contracted just to heart and the model the kits. Turn up, <laughs> yeah. turn up at like 40 year old and we've flown him over from his native Austria. I'm just fully on board with this. That's fine with me. But yeah, I, that, I just I, wanted to mention that. Of course, I literally we're, we'll dance over the, the player of the year because I forgot entirely about it. So, fans player, Craig Gordon. Uh, players player, Craig Gordon. Uh, Academy player was James Wilson. Uh, goal of the season, Stephen Kingsley against Hibbs. I mean, duh, obviously. Um, the rising star at Hearts Women was Lisa Rogers mm-hmm. uh, and Georgia Hunter won the uh, Women's Player of the Year so congrats Georgia Hunter has been fantastic uh, for Hearts Women I almost thought um, Charlotte Parker-Smith was going to win it because she just seems to be our Women of the Match in every game and goals but kept busy she, she? yeah she's been hurt in the last uh, few weeks but Georgia a fully fully worthy winner Kingsley's goal, obviously the worthy winner for Best that. Goal and seen Hart score. Yeah, ever. And Craig Gordon, I think it was Hearts though, was like Hearts players, Hearts fans, both fancying Craig Gordon. Because <laughs> that's basically it. He looked class in his suit as well. When does he not? Let's just be honest. That's true. What I think my missus has now got a thing for Craig Gordon, and I'm like, what who chance? doesn't? Like, what chance who doesn't? have I got? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He yeah. also won Writers Player of the Year as well. First ever third time oh, yeah. recipient. Right, rightly deserved. I saw a load of Celtic fans crying that it wasn't Callum McGregor, so that's always pleasing. Um, but yeah, as I, as I was going to touch on... Anyway, two, pointless games! Yeah, two league games left. Uh, a terrible ending, but we're going with that anyway. Um, Motherwell, Fur Park. Um, oh no, wait! We forgot another thing oh that is actually God. an important thing. That's yeah. an important thing. Cup final tickets. What, an extra 600? We were, no. We were obviously sorted. Well, yeah, this is the thing. Does that come out of Rangers' allocation? Where's that extra 600 come from? I don't know. There's obviously a ton of sponsors that have just realised that there's something else going on. Yeah, just A ton of sponsors that have probably booked, like, the week in Seville and just think that, yeah, yeah we can, sack, right. we can sack, sack the Scottish off. Who cares? Um, no, so, I wanted to raise this. So, we got an email through from Ian Galston, who has been a very loyal listener to us for a very, very long time. Thank you, Ian. And Appreciate that. He, he raised a point that um, he's, he has asked us to speak about this. So, absolutely. Thank you very much, Ian, as Adam just said. Really appreciate it. So, I won't go into everything because some of it's personal about his own personal life, but he's like, nice. he's been a season ticket holder for a very long time. He's in the 500 Club board and he's been through the 1956 Club membership well on the way to the 1998 club membership however he lives in Newcastle and he has two wee boys so he can't get a season ticket justifiably he's in Newcastle that's impossible um, so he was like we usually get to around half a dozen games in a season but he was at Hamden for the semi-final so oh, when it was announced was missing that let's be honest of course when it was announced that the season ticket the cup final ticket sales sorry were going on sale two in the second band everybody who was at the semi-final he, and it has appeared many others, justifiably went, oh, right, that's that's going to, we're going to be fine with the ticket. 
And he's made the point, and a lot of people made the point on both Kickback, on Twitter, on Facebook, everything, that the way it was done was weird, to put it lightly, and quite unfair for a lot of people. So obviously the initial run was for all season ticket holders and for those with 120 plus loyalty points, you could get one ticket per account. Now that's when we got our tickets, personally, as we are season ticket holders. The next phase then was the exact same, but it added in people who could get who were at the semi-final. But what that meant was is that season ticket holders could then buy an additional ticket per account. Which meant season ticket holders got two separate opportunities to buy tickets almost before people who were at the semi-final could even get into the queue to start doing it. Now, obviously, trying to sort out a season a ticket sale for a National Cup final is going to be incredibly hard. Not doubting that. And as Ian says, whilst I understand that season ticket holders are a vital part of the club, as a loyal supporter, I feel bitterly let down. And that's fully... I think that's fully justified. The... There's been some attitude where it's like, well, if you wanted your ticket, you would have got it because you would have been a season ticket holder. But it's like, as Ian rightly makes the point, some people can't be season ticket holders, whether it's location, such as Ian, or just financially, like or work commitments. I'm you might work that on for a Saturday. If I get over there, Jesus! Oh. Imagine I, I end up living over there. And well, then I'm this just is to rant about them on this every week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so this I, is the thing. What a thought. I I really sympathise with. People who were at the semi-final and couldn't get tickets. Like, the way it should have been done, in my opinion, is that it should have been open to everybody either have season ticket holders, the way it was done, then everyone opened the cup who were at the semi-final, but season ticket holders then can't get another ticket on top of what they have. Then if there's still spares, then season ticket holders can go, right, now there's another thing where it's like, oh, we've still got 2,000. Well... Here's, every season ticket holder's got their ticket, but an extra 2,000 can, if you get in early, could do it. Or some other way. I do think it should have been handled a wee bit better. And I sympathise with people like, Ian, thank you very much for your email again. We really do appreciate you writing in. Because, of course, you feel passionate. He now can't go. It's He was saying it's the first time he's missed a Scottish Cup final in his life. And it wasn't, it wasn't his fault. Like, he did everything right. If that's how you want, if you look at the letter of how it was going to be getting tickets, just being mugged off by the club, supposedly. Yes, so we definitely do sympathise with everyone who was in that situation, and hopefully we can just get the win. So it's like, well, we still won, so you get to celebrate the fact that we've won a cup, or the consolation that if we get beat. I mean, we'll have had a great day out, <laughs> but it's not cost you anything. So yeah, exactly. You can laugh at all you have to travel exactly. through and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a win-win. It's a win-win. <laughs> um, speaking of win-win, um, are we gonna? Sorry, we can finally get to these. Yeah, games. are we gonna win-win these last two games? Um, Motherwell at Fort <laughs> Park uh, and Rangers at Tiny on Saturday. Saturday. I was about to say Sunday there, but it's weird. I always thought they did the. Bottom six on the Saturday, and the top and six. the top six on the Sunday. Yeah, I thought that as well. But hey, yeah, I do. Never criticise the SPFL on here, so you know, that's just that's just the way of it. 
Uh, as long as no one gets hurt, I don't care. Oh, here we go. <laughs> this is what I mean. I need this cup <laughs> final, man. Like, what? So, We're going to turn up next week and for what? Like, to preview it. But I don't care about the two games before. I'm looking forward to the Rangers League game because I want to see if Rangers play a single first-team player. Because that's the thing. That's it was on always Sky, the... is it not? Surely. I've given the old man the ticket. Because, like I say, I'm skinned. <laughs> I can't pick it up. Well, this is the thing, though. Obviously, this game was always going to be interesting because it was always going to be like the dress rehearsal, right? Yeah. Fuck the Motherwell game, by the way. Who cares? I know it's it tonight as this comes out, yeah. but no one cares. So you're making your way to Fur Park. Good on you, first of all, but just you can turn off now. Yeah, like that. Fair play. Um, but the Rangers game was always going to be interesting because much like the 2019 Cup Final, we played Celtic last game of the season at Parkhead and it was like, that's when Aaron Hickey made his debut, Connor Smith, and Jesus, stuff like that. So he did. Yeah, so it's like, and Celtic played a bunch of youth players as well because it was like, no one wants to get hurt. That. Yeah, that's right. Yes, absolutely. That was always probably going to be the case for this game, but now there's the added aspect of, oh wait, Rangers have a European final four days after so never mind them not wanting to have anybody hurt for the Scottish Cup final they don't want anybody hurt for the Europa League final so I think they might play their under 13s I I feel as though we're going to have to wait till the I was going to say till the Europa's done and then record could we record the Thursday and come on yeah. release it the Friday yeah bit, that's what we'll do bit, bit of on air admin because then we've got obviously then we'll have seen how they've got on and that's a good show. I, I I might get torn to shreds for this, but I genuinely I think it's a win-win for us either way because they're either so gonna win and be on the lash, or get beat and be depressed like we were in '86 and it Wait, lingers no. on. My dad made a good point. There uh-huh. is a way that it doesn't benefit us, which if is if they get if they get battered in ninety minutes because I don't if, think they'll get battered in ninety minutes. Neither do I. Neither do I. But he made the point of, see if it's 3-0 Frankfurt by half-time. There will be a part of them where they go, right, this is done. Like, there is a part of us where it's like, we're not going to come back and do this. Full you mean it wouldn't be an Istanbul cup. moment? No, it wouldn't <laughs> be. I would be very surprised. But I think the way my dad put it was, I want their fingers on the trophy and for it to be ripped away from them. <laughs> so they're nice. within centimetres of getting it and then they can see the 93rd minute equaliser. He, he and the entire East End of Glasgow are just yeah, begging that it's that outcome. And he was like, so then they're absolutely broken mentally. <laughs> and then they turn up to Hamden, devastated. And we could take advice. I don't think it's going to have a massive impact. I'm going to be honest. Do you unless not? It, unless it goes the distance to extra time. If it's ninety we want minutes, that. yeah, of course. I don't care what happens in the in terms of the result, as long as it goes to extra time. That's all I want. Like a, a tight, tense nil nil after ninety minutes. Yeah, and then it goes yeah, the that's distance. fine with me. Oh, and yeah. I've just realised if we record the Thursday. That'll be 10 years to the very day since you know what, uh, you know where. Brilliant, because I'll be up the road. I, that's literally my Excellent. moving up day. So that's, yes. I'd see on-air admin. Yeah, love it. I don't have many good ideas, team, but when I do, <laughs> not too bad. Come Thankfully, on. they all happen on the show, so people can actually <laughs> believe that, that they happen. Yes, exactly. Come on. There's the proof. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know what's going to happen with this game at the weekend. 
as long as nobody, especially in that game, as long as nobody get, I would just play like Mackenzie Kirk. Yeah, we want the weights. McCauley Tate, on that. Ross Stewart and goals, like no one important because I'm terrified that they'll get hurt. So what are we saying? Do you know what's shit about the split as well? Like these games, I know we wrapped up third ages ago, but we want a little bit of momentum, no? A little sort of pick-me-up before the final. Can you in see fairness, us getting though, that from either of these two? In fairness, in 2012 when we won it, the week before we got beat 5-0 at Parkhead. True, but let's be honest, that was a dog-shit Hibs team that made the final. True, but we you were still a good... in front of you, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. we still did it. And we, we had a stronghold over them as well. That was, yeah, that was great. What a I do, that was. I, I know what you mean about momentum, and that's clearly what Nielsen's thinking because he's yeah. just been playing the field. He's wanting to keep everybody's spirits high, isn't he? The yeah. last thing he wants is crushed confidence heading into this. So Yeah, and that's we'll that's fair. Just as long as nobody gets hurt, I'm happy, Robbie. So are you, are, are you making like a team prediction, score prediction or anything? I think we'll have a very similar... I don't think you'll play kids. I think we'll no. have a very similar team to what we've seen recently. We'll Certainly probably seems get... like Smith. Halliday, that's McInnes, what I was going to say. Devlin, yeah. From what the gaffers been saying, it seems as though they're all in contention again. I'd actually probably favour them getting the minutes in midweek. Yeah, absolutely. And then Definitely. that little bit rest, but we'll see. I don't know. But I'm going to go. I think for Motherwell, we'll get. It'll be a draw. I think it's going to be a draw. I think it'll be one all. I said two one for who scored, but I can see one all as well. I can see one all, and then I think we'll get battered on. Saturday against Rangers but again I'll go 3-0 Rangers I genuinely think we could just get it doing but as long as everybody stays fit I don't know what to that's expect. all I care about oh, that's fair enough so what about you I'll say I think one all for part might be spot on you know because the thing is they need to win we don't which yeah, could we're be on the, the only beach. thing Cause that's what tempted me to put 2-1 but I'll, I'll agree with you and say one each as for Rangers, like again, they they're gonna have the Europa final, so and the league have already been lost. So what yeah. are they playing for really? Um, don't know. Maybe maybe a one nil or a two one Hearts. Be optimistic. Don't know. Go for it. Oh, I like that. I like two one Hearts because we start beating one start the season beating the team in Glasgow two one. End the season at home at Tencastle beating the team in Glasgow two one. Poetic. Hey, and listen, there's loads of you know. These other little theories with regards to '98, the last time that Scotland were at the World Cup, might get there again. And then there well, was a cup final that happened in May '98, which might be the cup final this year again. <laughs> and there was a team that won it 2 1 in Glasgow. Might they do it again? We don't know. Well, we'll get to that next week because that'll be mainly oh. the talking point oh. next week. That has just made me clock, by the way. You're going to be, again, on the admin, you're going to be hosting the result. I know. Wow. <laughs> Why did I get dealt such shit hands? <laughs> fine. I actually fine. thought I'd probably rather the preview, but I'm going to have to I'm hey, have to face the music. You got the I preview would, of the semi-final. Oh, no. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's fair enough. Swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But... We hope you have enjoyed this episode where it's just kind of been like, oh, we're getting closer to the final and that's all we really care about. Late game's gone. Yes. Other news, we'll scatter in there. 
It's random approach, and I think that's how every Hearts fan's mind is currently as we get ever closer. egg. <sighs> but, thank you very much for listening, if you have made it this far. If you have, please share us about on all the socials. We're at Perth to Paisley on everything, on every social media platform. You can also get us at email, like Ian did, Paisley at gmail.com. If you have enjoyed, please leave a like, subscribe and comment. If you're watching us on YouTube, it's much appreciated. And if you're just listening to us, please leave a, leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. We've seen, again, I keep saying it in all these weeks, but we have genuinely, we continually see a rise in all of these. And it is hugely helping us. So thank you very much. Adam, where can I get you on all the socials? Uh, you can get me on all the socials to fire me abuse all that good jazz at Adam T. Kendall what about yourself mate? I'm at DMcIver22 we'll be back at a later time at the end of the week as we say to preview the Scottish the Cup the big one final. baby yeah against Rangers speak kind of about the league games and if there was any big moments that happened in them but hopefully there wasn't and everything's fine until then we'll see you next time bye bye Keep the faith mother giantees <laughs> <laughs>